So how do you feel about divorce rates and why are they constantly going up and up and up? Like, I don't, I don't even know what to say anymore. Divorce rates are going through the roof because as long as we have apps, and I'd like to say that people want to order a relationship, like they order a pizza, you know, pepperoni, ham on the side, they want olives and peppers, they want tall, they want short, they want dark, they want light. I mean, it's so crazy today. Mm -hmm. You know, people are always looking over their shoulder. So the more opportunity, the more, you know, stuff that's readily available, people can't make up their minds. They can't just be happy with what they have. They always feel like they're maybe they're settling. They need, they're looking mm -hmm. over their shoulder. What can be better around the corner? So how can we kind of taper that down now? Like I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, th th every single day there's something new. Like you walk out of the street and like, boom, something new smacks you in the face. Like how in the world do we go back to, to how things used to be? Like, is that even possible? I mean, listen, I think it is. That's why I created the service that I created, which is called Platinum Fa. Mm -hmm. And it's a service for single successful men and women who really, they don't have the time to be on, even to be on an app. Because if you notice, people who are on apps say to me all the time, oh my God, I have 100 messages in an inbox. How do I go through all this? Mm -hmm. So we take the guesswork out of it. You know, we, in our service, we meet every single client. People send us a bio and a photo of who they are, what they're looking for. We then set up a consultation. We want to make sure they are who they say they are because we want to make sure that, first of all, all of our clients are safe. They're dating in a safe atmosphere and that they have skin in the game. You know, so that's why we, but we have men and women both pay. A lot of times matchmakers will oh. only work for the man mm -hmm. and we'll take a pretty woman because she's pretty and attractive and put her in the database with no skin in the game. And I think that for when both parties are single and successful, they both have something great to bring to the table. And it's a little bit more of an, e more of an equal playing field for both. And for everybody tuning in, uh, so you can finally put a face to the name. Uh, so, so you don't just, especially if you're not watching on YouTube or Facebook, this is Rory Sassoon. Everybody. Thanks so much for having, having, uh, being on the show today for being on here, check out her website, platinumpois.com or her Instagram at Rory Sassoon. That's spelled S A S S O O N and platinumpois.com. Uh, most of you, some of you might know how to spell it for some people like me. Um, I had to look it up. So that's platinum P O I R E dot com. And yeah, I mean, that's actually your model is so interesting because it, it's it's not out there. And, you know, I can't just go out there and, and join this kind of service anywhere. How do I become a part of your service? Right. Because you don't just accept anybody off the street. Right. right. So that's why I said the consultation is very important. You know, mm -hmm. normally we set up a phone call. So we kind of get the details financially, you know, out of the way. And also like what we expect from a person, you know, listen, it's, it's a service where you have to be accountable because the way that it works. And if you don't mind, I'll take you through the way it works. Yeah, I would love to. So, so here we are. Not, we the, not that I'm looking, not that I'm looking to be on because hopefully we my know. fiance doesn't, doesn't hear this episode. <laughs> but you know what? You can send all your great friends to us. So you're exactly. doing exactly. I'm giving so back. For, exactly. So you're paying it forward. Yes. Let's so hear it. For, for all the people that, you know, would like to inquire about the service, like I said, you know, they would, a lot of times they would go on the website. It says, please send a bio and a photo. And the person does that. We reach back out and we set up a phone conversation. 
we kind of get the logistics and you know the financial part out of the way if they think this is something for them then we set up a consultation like i said before i meet with every single person mm -hmm. to make sure they are who they say they are and once we go through what they can expect their expectation um and that works for them and and vice versa like i said before if um you're a person who really is a big apper as i like to say and you're expecting a date a week or a date a night for some mm -hmm. people this is not the right service for you and this is completely quality over quantity and we want to make sure like i said like that you really this is not a hookup site this is mm -hmm. for people who really are like-minded they don't have the time and you know sometimes people they've been in relationships for 20 years yeah. And they kind of lose like the skill set. How do I, how do I ask a woman to add on a date again? Where do I go? So a lot of it is also there's a lot of coaching involved. So it's not just about the date. It's also like, how do I get my groove back? How do I get back in the game? Oh, okay. You know? So there's a lot of that. Um, so it's a lot more intense than just the actual date. Um, plus, you know, we also get to check in. And Miro, yes. right? If you're my client. I would say to you, because mm -hmm. you would have, after the consultation, we then move on to the second appointment, which would be meeting with my, my business partner. His name is Dr. Gluck, yes. Errol Gluck, and he is a doctor, um, and he specializes in executive life coaching, which he pairs with neuroplasticity, which is a form of medical hypnosis. But with that, he's also a profiler. So that is what separates us from everyone else out there, because we profile every single client and we match them up the secret sauce now on the inside mm -hmm. before the outside of course the outside is important you need to be attracted you need the pheromones under your tongue to be completely yeah. like you know in sync with that person and be you know have chemistry and be physically attracted but when you're sitting there kind of like designing the relationship that you want i need to make sure that at least on paper i'm not going to be wasting your time that i'm going to set you up with a match that would be more of a 75% match than being on an app and being like random. Who is this person? You know, if there are certain specifications that you want, that's my job to deliver. And if there are certain deal breakers that you don't want, that's also my job to make sure I don't deliver that. <laughs> and once you, the two people meet and they go on the date, I would say, always catch up with each person and say, you know, what did we get right? What did we get wrong? And how do we make it better for the next opportunity? This way, every date at least is curated oh, okay. and made with intention. Yeah, I, I don't see many times often like through an app where you think about, oh, wow, what did I do with that one, right? You, you don't really sit back. You just kind of, but the app doesn't even allow you to do that. It's like on to the next one, right? Right, exactly. Every and there's no, there's nothing human about it. Mm -hmm. Like we can't talk to anybody. Everything is like, I and mean, I know I get frustrated with Amazon. If I want to know like what this product is or what it's not doing, there's no human element to it. So imagine in a relationship, how crazy is that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> would I pass? So right now me being here, this, this, you know, podcast we're doing, would I pass phase one? Would I, would I get possibly selected? Well, I want to tell you something. You have been nothing but a gentleman. So yes. absolutely a hundred percent. And yes. it's also a person knowing, you know, people always say like, well, you know, I know what I want. It's like, well, do you? Because you know what you don't want? Because when you know what you don't want, believe it or not, it helps you determine what you do mm -hmm. want. And sometimes people, 
they don't even realize, you know, what might be something that would be healthy for them. Because look, we all know that, I mean, I'm a victim of that. You know, we've all had patterns where we've been in relationships that were more for the wrong reasons. And listen, whether it's physical connection, whether it's a status thing, whether it's somebody who financially might be in a better position than we are and or the attention that we're getting but it's not really genuine so at least you from everything that we've spoken about you know a person you you have to know really like what you don't want to help you identify with what you do well i promise everyone listening i did not pay rory off to say that (laughs) i did not (laughs) but i do wonder and i know this is something a lot of people wonder a lot of these sites or what you know all types of other dating you know that's a huge huge industry um it's definitely a lot more male dominated right like um more males there aren't there usually a lot more males available per per female or no actually it's the opposite there's a lot more women available to to a man that's why you know people make a joke and they say it's a man's world out there because listen let me ask you a question i'm gonna throw this back to you for a minute okay are you the kind of guy that you like, you want to be the one in control, you want to approach the woman, you want to ask her out on a date, or do you really feel like, you know what, that's cool. Like if she's into me and she kind of was a little bit more <laughs> of the aggressor, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, naturally, yes. I'm going to answer part one. Yes. A. A, I'm, that you want to be the man yes, and, yes. like that one in control yes. and ask the woman out and you don't want someone who's kind of like, coming after you a little bit. 100%, yeah. So I Um, find that also a lot. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of my clients do feel the same way. But, you know, it's a different day today. You know, women feel that, you know, they can ask the guy out. They can do so many more things. But I feel like today, and this is very controversial, people get lost in what, like, the way that life is. Listen, at the end of the day, women can have babies and men can't. But I know as a woman, I want to be treated like a lady. So I have to let a man be the man and let them be the one to be the leader. A man should always be more of the protector. But then again, I mean, I'm sure you get both types, right? Because then some people prefer it the other way, right? And it's not that bad to not always have to be the one trying, right? (laughs) At all times. Yeah. You know, look, I think that it really is a personality Mm -hmm. and what's good for one person is not good for another. And, and like, you have to know yourself. I know that I, as a woman, I like a man to be the one not to, not we're saying that we have to chase, but I do like when a man pursues a woman, Mm -hmm. I think it kind of sets the tone for the relationship going forward. It it doesn't always say that way, but yeah, (laughs) it doesn't. You're right. It doesn't. And, and you, uh, you, because of, because of your, your brand, right. You even, you had an episode on, on the how on, on a reality TV show uh, that, yes, we're, that we're, we we're all very familiar with housewives, the real and, housewives of New York city. Yes. And how, after being, after being kind of, you know, a part of that whole culture, you know, how, did you get any, cause obviously there's good, there's good things and there's also very bad. A lot of people think of, you know, reality TV as like, you know, the, the downfall of, 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 the, of America, of the world. Uh, some call it trashy. Some call it, you know, some love it. How did you feel about being on it? And not, I guess afterwards, did you hear any bad remarks from people? Did you have to like stand tall? 
So I have to say I was really lucky because I wasn't coming on as a housewife. So there were no yes. tables I needed to flip and no one's hair that got pulled. I completely came on as out. an expert yes. and as a guest. And I've actually been very fortunate that I've been on the show this, this coming season. Um, it's The season premiere is April 2nd, but mm -hmm. it will be my third you know, time on the show. So they had brought me back and brought me back because the first um, episode, I kind of hooked up like a speed dating party for yeah. Carol Radswell and the girls. And then the second season, it was Ramona going on a date. And then third season, you're going to need to find out and see what else is going to happen. But I would have to say I'm very fortunate and very appreciative okay. that the people that reached out to me, I have to say majority of the people were all great people, people that were able to become my clients. You know, some mm -hmm. people could afford it, some people couldn't, whatever the reason was, but I really had such a great experience. And I think that I also held myself as being, you know, the matchmaker slash relationship expert. So there was really nothing trashy about that. Got it. So at the end of the day, if anything, a lot more good came out of it than bad. And I mean, I'm not, all yeah. I'm saying is that I guess it's kind of where a lot of people throw their heads when it, when it comes to that topic and, oh, reality TV is this, is that. But as long as you make the, the best of it, right? And yeah, capitalize and on your situation. Sure. And you know, you also like the, the, when you're, when they're editing, nobody's putting mm -hmm. words in your mouth. Like obviously you're going to know how to behave. So I just did me and it worked out. Did you have full freedom? Were you able to be as creative as you wanted to be? I just, yes. What was great was, is that I was able to say what I wanted to say, do what I wanted awesome. to do, which was, which was great. That's so important, right? Especially in this day and age, um, if you're able to operate creatively and not be censored at all. And how do you feel about that? Do you think that, that we are censored in a way with what we can say and put out there? Are you talking about just in general? Are you talking about in an app? Or like, tell me the context. Yeah, like, like for example, on your website and mm -hmm. what you could put out there, um, what kind of content, how you can attract people. Um, are you? Do you feel censored in that sort of aspect? So it's funny because I was recently on the Tamron Hall show and yes. the woman had got up from the audience and she had asked me and said, you know, I'm asking for my 21-year-old son, which is totally <laughs> fine. You know, how much is too much information to put out there? And I asked her, on a date or on a dating profile? So she said, on a dating profile. I said, look, I mean, listen, we're all visual, right? Sometimes you're going to swipe left. If you just don't like the look, you don't care what the person accomplished. Right. You're just, right, you're honing in on the visual and next. And if you like the visual, you're going to stop and read. So I would always say nobody wants to read a novel. You should talk about, you know, who you are, what your status is, meaning, are you widowed, divorced, single, never married? If you have children, how many? Um, just give the facts, um, how young you are, we never say old, and what you do for a living and what you're looking for in a partner and what you do for fun. Keep it short, keep it sweet, keep it simple. At the end of the day, like you want to be able to really meet that person and learn more about them. A little mystery here. Right, so you, you don't want to expose everything right away no, give right it up all the way in the front <laughs> up front right is this uh is this something you wanted to do growing up like did you envision yourself in this industry or how did it happen how did it happen so it's really funny that you asked me that because i you know was always involved in the fashion industry you okay. know from when i was very mm -hmm. young and you know when i met my second husband um 
I, we were blending a family. You know, I had a child from a previous marriage who was four years old at the time. Um, my husband had three kids and then together we have two more children. So I kind of took wow. like a little bit of a hiatus. I'm trying to do math here. I'm like, is That's that six, six eight, ten? Okay, six. six. Got it. So to call it more of a modern day Brady Bunch. And awesome. I really was more of a stay-at-home mom. And about 12 years, you know, into the marriage, you know, I told my husband, I think I need to really like do something with my life. Meaning, and my husband always said, he goes, you know, you're a smart, dynamic woman. What would you want to do? And it's, it's funny because... I knew that I needed to create my own thing. Mm -hmm. I knew that I really wanted to be my own boss. I didn't want to work for somebody financially. I was blessed. I didn't have to. Um, and I just wanted it. I just wasn't sure like what direction am I going to go into? Am I going to start a pocketbook company? Am I going to start a shoe line? Like what am I going to do? And really by luck, you know, I ended up meeting my business partner. Now let's talk about the internet for a second. <laughs> Because I was looking for an executive uh -huh. life coach and I met a few other others along the way that I just didn't connect with, felt were a little creepy. And when I Googled, like, it was more about like executive life coaching and, you know, uh, hypnotism. Yeah. I had, you know, Googled most expensive, you know, best New York City, you know, and he popped up. So Dr. Gluck popped up and it was really amazing because when I went made the appointment with him I came in it was like an instant chemistry instant connection it was like almost like this is so weird I feel like I know this person and lo and behold like we were able to talk about like what my strengths are what my skill set is and he getting to, after getting to know me for a couple of months he's like I, I this is going to sound so weird but I have a great opportunity for you I was like okay mm -hmm. and he's like I'm a profiler like I know how to read people. And he's like, you, people are your passion. I said, 100%. I love people. I can talk to anybody. And I also do love love. And after he, hold, he heard my whole story with my husband, and you know, I was matched up through a third party. So that kind of like makes me want to pay it forward. Yeah. He offered me an opportunity to create like a really um, like high-end, fun, dynamic, smart, you know, matchmaking service that mm -hmm. is based in New York City. And we, you know, cater to the tri-state area. Um, sometimes people who also live Miami, Canada, LA. Um, but we are really like in New York City. And um, listen, I built, I built my clientele like person by person. I started telling people about it and, you know, it just started to mushroom. And, you know, I started to, I remember the first ad we did in a magazine which was like oh my god this is so crazy um it was a society magazine called avenue magazine mm -hmm. and it really catered to you know the elite in new york city um and it was just like starting to get ourselves out there um it was word of mouth that definitely helped and about i would say maybe like two two and a half years into the business we hired a publicist and that's when everything started to explode in a great way. Um, and, you know, I, I have to say, like, it's been quite a journey. And, you know, now I've built, we built the company up. We started with, could you imagine, like, imagine starting with your first cl clients, like, how are you charging people? It was hard. That was the hardest part was getting started. Yeah, because you is. feel like, how can I charge people? I don't have other people to match them up with. You mm -hmm. know, so I kind of just charge for the profile, really inexpensive, um, 
told people like this is you know what we're doing of course you know you, you they always say fake it till you make it so when you come off confident and right you're trying to say yeah. you, you want people to believe what you're doing you need to believe that yourself you have to right? yeah and that's the hardest part and then once we started to gain momentum and clientele and started doing the real housewives and doing you know all these different tv appearances it oh, really yeah, really so many. it kind of like and like i said you have to say yes to everything say yes to the podcast, say yes to the people that want to talk to you, say yes to all the, you know, charity things that you're going to give a free, whatever it is. So people really, you need the exposure when you're an entrepreneur and you're getting yourself out there. You need to do things pro bono. Did you hit like a point where it's like, wow, this is, this is sort of happening. Like, cause that's where I'm at in my business life. You know, I'm three years in. So I'm like right at that. Like, this is like, ah, you know, every single day, um, when did you hit that point and like, how did you feel it? So I would say that I probably around the same time, you know, mm-hmm. like you're saying around that three year mark, you know, where the publicist was in play, we were starting to appear on television. I was like, mm-hmm. this is real. Like this is real business. Like I can't just close this tomorrow. Like this can't happen. Besides the fact that of course, like I, listen, it's my business is very difficult because it's very hard. It's not like you're selling, like I said, a pair of shoes or a pocketbook. You're dealing with human dynamics, people's moods. Okay. And when they're not happy and it's like, you want to tell the person, why Mm -hmm. would you, why would you not call that person to go on the date? Why would you wait a week? Like there are certain things that it's very hard when you can't, you're not the one in control. Like you have to control two people. It has to work. That's frustrating. (laughs) Do you still get personally involved in somebody's relationships or a little more hands off? So, you know, it really depends. Like it depends first on who it is. Depends on almost yeah. like the connection that I have with them. Got because it. I always tell people, you know, they don't realize, they think that like people would say like, why don't you just take this person? You can, they're paying you. I said, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm a very, I'm a true Sagittarius. What's on my lung is on my tongue. I can't fake it. Okay. And I always say like, I can't find love for someone I don't like. Mm-hmm. I just can't do it. You know, so oh, if wow. I don't feel like there's chemistry with that person. Like, yeah. how am I going to do a good job for them? And are you, are you servicing uh, strictly the New York area now or everywhere in the U.S.? You know what? I have to say like New York is the home. It's the base. Mm-hmm. And I have people that live, interestingly enough, between Canada and Toronto and New York or Miami and New York. So I would say that if someone never is in New York or is, you know, this is really, they, they don't have any ties here, then it, it, it doesn't make sense. Because the majority of my clients are from here in the tri-state area. Are you looking to possibly expand out? You know, if I have the opportunity one day to maybe franchise you know, that would be something that I would be very interested in because okay. nobody is doing matchmaking and consulting the way that me and my partner are. On this level? On this level. So um, what about college? Do you feel that that is important? And do you feel that it's something that we need nowadays, like, especially like to start up something like you yourself have done? You know, I have to tell you something and it's almost sometimes always been my thing that I always yeah. felt a little embarrassed about. Um, I did attend college. I attended Monmouth University in New Jersey and then I had gone on to FIT. 
And in my background, which I grew up, you know, Jewish and more like a Sephardic community, Mm -hmm. um, it was always very important. Like you needed the MRS degree. You needed to get married. Like that defined you. Story of my life. Okay. So Mm -hmm. you get it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just want to tell you my daughter herself, you know, really, she's like completely opposite of me. Like I just wanted to go to school and have fun. I love the boys. I love the girls. I love the social aspect of it. Um, I have to say that I think college is very important. I think we, it's a different day today. You know, I graduated high school in 1991. It's the one regret that I have that I wish that I've graduated college. It's just mentally, it's, you know, for me, it was something I really wanted mm-hmm. to do, didn't do it, but it never stopped me from being a go-getter. Like, yeah. I know I'm driven. I know I'm, I'm, I'm ambitious. I won't stop. And a piece of paper was not going to tell me, mm-hmm. like, if I can or if I can't. So I try, I, I let that go and say, let me deal with me in the best, in what, what's going on in my life now. And building a business, listen, I know people who graduated Harvard that have not done what I'm doing. So, you know, you can't judge. But yes, today I tell kids that are, you know, in high school that college is definitely, it's your education. It's something that no one could ever take away from you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important. It's definitely still my regret. Yeah. But I have to say that, thank goodness, it has not, you know, it didn't change me from becoming an entrepreneur yeah. and really doing my own thing. But it's more it does about give, your attitude. Mm-hmm. It gives you a base, I guess, right? Some kind of foundation. But at the end of the day, it's whether you go, like, whether you, how, where you take it is where it goes, right? Where you take it. And if you read people who read books, read the newspaper, you can educate yourself online. There's so many different books and seminars and Mm -hmm. just talking to people, you know, I'm a better, I'm more visual. So I learn visually. That's what helps me, you know, get to the next level. Sam, did you have any, uh, any dark moments kind of going through this whole business phase and getting into the entrepreneurial life? Cause it's, it's not easy. And you know, at the end of the day, right? You, you're putting yourself out there. You're the face, you know, some call it narcissistic, some call it other things like, but that, that, that's what I'm doing. Right. I mean, you, you are out there and it's not easy and moments are hard, but you're not going to, we can't always show the hard moments. Right. Cause maybe right. they define weakness. Can you talk right. about some dark places you've been? Definitely. You know, I think that anyone who says that there, ha- there hasn't been any dark moments is lying, <laughs> you know, or oh, maybe yeah. like really was not self-aware that that was a dark moment, no. you know? So, I mean, look, like I said to you, the hardest part is also like my reputation where let's say for some reason, a woman joins the service and she mm-hmm. wasn't asked, she only was asked out on two or three dates. And let's say there was no one else that was a great fit for her. So mm-hmm. what do I do? Do I throw things against the wall to see what sticks and, to, and shut her up and get her on a date? I can't do that. You know, first of all, it's not fair to her in the long run. It's worse to have a bad experience than to have no experience at all. I'm not being true to myself. I'm not being true to the person and I'm not being true to the brand. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, you also don't want to have people say things about you or speak negatively, but it's really that, that to me was really, really hard for me because I care what people think. And, you know, I just had to learn that I had to stay true to what I'm trying to do. You know, it's the kind of service, it's like buyer beware. Like mm-hmm. you don't know who's get, if it's going to work out. Like all you can do is put yourself out there. So I used to be really, really sensitive 
and you used to get really upset if somebody wasn't happy. Like you would be, do everything you could to make them happy, but sometimes you also have to realize that you are doing everything you can. You have explained to them. So in our service, which I didn't get to tell you before, is that that's why we, we don't give you like a certain amount of dates for a certain amount of time. We make sure that, you know, if it takes you 10 dates to find the right person, it took you 10 dates. If it takes you a year and a half, it's a year and a half. That's the reason I want to set everyone up for success. And I don't want someone to ever think that I didn't take what belongs to me, you know? So yeah. if what determines success in the service would be that you are in an exclusive relationship for six months or more. It means, hey, we did our job. Yeah. After that, you know, a lot could go go right or go wrong, right? It's kind of hard right. to hard to and pin it's a one, it back it's a, to you at that point. Right. And it's also a one-time fee. So mm-hmm. that a person, you know, they pay one time, you know, and, and, and that's what it is. And they're part of our database. If for some reason they broke up before six months, there's no additional fee. They're still our client. Uh, transitioning a little bit, uh, just current news. How do you feel about the Harvey Weinstein verdict? So it's actually really interesting because I know one of the accusers who was on the sh- who was on TV. Um, she's a model. Her name is Ambra Fuerte. I think you mm-hmm. saw her probably. Yeah, she Beautiful. was one of the she was one of the ones they were describing, right? Yeah, she was she was actually someone who had actually worn a wire in like 2015. I think she was like 22 years young, like something crazy. And um, you know, I think that. Listen, justice is served. You can't, listen, it's, it's a double-edged sword. The women who complained and said that, you know, he, you know, abused them or was inappropriate with them. If you were the kind of person that at the end of the day, you still want that movie role, you're still gonna, you know, right. stay in contact, then yeah, kind of doesn't look good. You know, that's consensual in some crazy way, right? But if you're someone who didn't ask to be groped or didn't ask to be touched or whatever it is, and you actually followed through with, you know, mm-hmm. who you are and, 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 and deem that inappropriate, then you obviously have a case. You know, I think it's just so sad that someone who is given that kind of power just used it. He didn't use it for the good. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Uh, and and kind of, do you think this could be a domino effect now? Kind of like, you know, with other things that happened in the past, like someone gets caught with something like, you know, uh, financial scandals, for example, and then there's a lot more, you know, like Wall Street. Do you think there's going to be a whole pyramid of, of accusations coming out now? You know, listen, it's such a crazy world out there. Like you never know and you don't know someone's reason. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, like why is all this stuff coming out? Do you know what I'm saying? It really yeah. is someone was wronged five years ago. Why didn't you speak up then? And I understand that, you know, rape or, you know, any of that is really embarrassing. And, you know, I'm not, thank God I've never, I don't really know what that's like, but I can't imagine that being pleasant at all. And I never want to judge anybody because I've never walked in that person's shoes. Mm -hmm. So I think that karma is karma, right? That's why we always try to do the best possible job and be the best possible person we can. Do you, you think you think things like this happen a lot more often than than we like that than we like to think they do? I mean, I, I do. I think mm-hmm. that you know people who are in positions of power have the opportunity to really abuse them. Um, I, I think that that it's so sad. I think that 
if you're in a position of power, it's so, so much better and you feel so much better to use that power for the good. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, hopefully we could get some good out of this now and that either, right. Other good things happen. And, um, like you said, right. Justice, but yeah, uh, we're kind of, uh, past the first segment of the show here. And now we're officially transitioning onto our listeners' favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. But it's okay because his evil twin, Miko, is here. You hello, will have. <laughs> hello, how are you today, Rory? Nice to meet you. I'm very well. I'm going to be right back, and Rosanna yeah. is going to come in. <laughs> so you have exactly five seconds to initiate an answer. We're just going to throw a couple quick, quick questions at you. We just want to find out a little bit more about you. Um, so just don't think about it too much. Just spit out a couple answers and, uh, and, and that'll be it. Hopefully, no hopefully, hopefully you survive <laughs> and we all survive in the round. Will Smith. What is your favorite book? The five love languages by Gary Chapman. I've actually heard of that one. What is your favorite movie? Come on. Sex in the city. <laughs> <laughs> I probably, if I had like 10 choices, I, I would have maybe asked that. Guess you you would have known that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That predictable. What is your favorite dating app if you had to pick one? Bumble. If you were stranded on an island, and just in case this might happen, I'm preparing you now. What is the one item you want with you? Can't be a person. Can't be a person. My essential oils. <laughs> Ooh, my lavender. That's good. You, big old bottle, right? Big old bottle. Big old bottle. How would what, what would you do with them? Like apply them? Yeah, it just makes you drink calm them. down. I mean, if I if I'm with nobody, <laughs> right? I need to chill and figure out how the hell am I getting out of here? I mean, that is a bossed two boss exclusive. <laughs> Nobody's ever said essential oils. I love it. I have I have my oils oils. I use them all the time. My favorite thing. How do you drink your coffee? With a little bit of half and half. Sorry, I'm still old school, you know? It's, it's very old school, but we will note that one down. Uh, I will tell Miro that, you know, if he ever runs, <laughs> runs, in, runs into you, make sure he has that, you know, little bit of half and half and coffee ready to go. I know everybody's with their almond milk, their oat milk, their soy milk. It's like, come on, guys, just like old school. Are we getting too fancy these days? We are getting too fancy. Yeah. If you had an unlimited amount of money and you could start up any business right now you wanted, um, not your own and not, not a non-for-profit, what would it be? Oh, you got to give me more than five seconds for that. If I was going to start my own business and it's not a non-for-profit. It's not a non-for-profit. Yeah. Cause a lot okay. of people just would say a non-for-profit. If I, I would want everybody actually to be able to go to college, they couldn't afford it. And there would be some kind of business where I, Everybody can be educated, whether it's online or mm -hmm. going to the university themselves. That's a solid one. What is, what is one item you consume every day or you wear it on you, on your person, but you can't go a day without it? One thing. That I consume? Maybe you consume it or you just put it on, but it's like the one item you have on you every single day or eat it, drink it. One thing. I don't want to sound like an alcoholic, but tequila. <laughs> <laughs> are we celebrating after the show then we are celebrating <laughs> do you have like a bottle like everybody's always has like the 
the bourbons yes, and the Kodiaks. You got the tequila bottle in the office. I have the Don Julio, 1942. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I'll be I'll be sure to uh, to tell Miro <laughs> to fly over there after the show. And last but not least, who is the person you've been most nervous to meet in your life that you that you've met that you've met before? Oh, that I've met before. Yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker. Ha, that explains the movie choice then. Mm-hmm. Here we are, full circle, full circle. Miko is out. Miro is back. All Miro, right. you know, me and that, your brother was, were hitting it off. That was good, right? <laughs> that was the, great. The evil twin Miko always, always wins. He's the fan favorite here. Um, but yeah, I, I guess we found out a little bit more about you. Rory Sassoon, everybody, at PlatinumPois.com. Be sure to follow her on Instagram, Rory Sassoon, at Rory Sassoon, S-A-S-S-O-O-N. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, thank, thank you, you so much. Me. Yeah, the mic is yours. If there's any closing final thoughts you have for our listeners, um, it's all yours. I would just tell everyone, anyone who is thinking about, you know, being an who is an entrepreneur, really just keep on going. It's not it's not an easy reality. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it gets really like hard. But if it's if it's your passion, I promise you. You know, everything that you're looking for and all your hopes and all your dreams will come to fruition. It's all about hard work. Perfectly said. Thank you so much, Rory. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Till next time. Proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is BOSS, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now.